Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Cole Berry here with my main man, Brett Strauss. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. You had uh, We had the week off last week. We didn't do a show because... Uh, Brett was over in Breckenridge getting his, his, his shred getting on. Getting my ski on. Yeah, but don't worry, I wore my Patrick Mahomes jersey. I'm not going to say it was my fault that we're in the Super Bowl. Or my uh, doing, doing that we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but. that one guy's getting all the love for leaving the Texans game, but I think it was you know you being in Breckenridge wearing the jersey. That Someone really actually did asked it. me when I was on the slopes if I was Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I was like. The resemblance There's a game in like two days. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to get you know you have to go relax a little bit, get your mind Can off. Can you imagine Patrick Mahomes at practice like just gonna head out to Breck, I'm just gonna, shred some gnar real quick? Go to Breckenridge before this Tennessee game. I heard there's some fresh pow out there. It's supposed to be really cold, so I gotta acclimate my body. So I'm gonna go to Breckenridge, just shred on the slopes for a minute, wearing my own jersey. <laughs> okay, that would be a little weird, right? Someone in a social setting wearing their own jersey. I, like, I think it'd be kind of cool. That's like an art. That's like we will never a, know. But it's like I getting in a car it. with Kanye and he puts on like Heartless or something. Like this, this slaps, right? You're like, yeah, Kanye, this is really good. <laughs> man, like, who is this guy? This sounds awesome. Like, man, we know this is you, Kanye. I, yeah, as you can tell, we're all a little hyped up and happy here today. We're we're just a little extra energized because if you haven't heard, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl for the first time in what 50, 60, 70 million years. So. We're, 50 to be exact. Oh, well, yeah. If you want to, you know, if you're into like. If you're a numbers guy. If you're an accuracy guy. I don't care about your analytics. All I know is the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. He knows Bowl. about manalytics, and Man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've been there, and we have a lot to cover. Um, seems like we have a two week break here before the next uh, game, the Super Bowl. This week, we're going to talk just a lot of. You know, Tennessee Chiefs, how that game unfolded, key plays, key players, stuff like that. Really dive into it and then just look back at the journey we kind of had to get to this point. And then next week, we're going to go heavy into like what we see from San Francisco, what we expect from that kind of uh, from them as far as scheme goes and like matchups. And we'll really dive into that next week. But this week is more of a this is like a victory lap week. Yeah, because this is just the feeling that we had just Winning that game was just amazing. Well, I've been saying it all year. This is a different Chiefs team. Different Chiefs team, baby. And we saw it live and direct. Patrick Mahomes okay, yes. being a beast. So we weren't here last week. So let, we can talk a little Houston and that 24 nothing just debacle. Everyone's hit it to death. I know it's old news now, so we won't really get into it. But you bringing up this not being the same Chiefs team, uh, you, we all thought, though. Like we did, we wanted to believe we could win that game, but when we were down twenty four nothing, there there wasn't a Chiefs fan on the planet. I don't think that actually thought we could come back. Yeah, they just all thought that, and there was a Chiefs fan that thought we could come back, but there wasn't a Chiefs fan that did not think here we go again. Like every oh, single one of absolutely. us was just like, here it is. Well, right out of the jump, blown coverage. You know, I'm like. Okay, we haven't seen that all year. Yeah. Maybe the worst, you know, like blown coverage play of the year. We've had a couple bad ones. We had some against Minnesota that were weird. But yeah. This was like bad, 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 like terrible blown coverage. 
Blocked punt, which we've only seen one of those against the Patriots. You know, you expect that against the Patriots, but not against the Texans, who they, like, threw that stat up. It's like, first blocked punt in, like, 50 years. Yeah, like, the, great, like, okay. against us in the playoffs at home again. And then drop passes, you know, like, everyone knows this. We're just rehashing We're rehashing, it, but. but it's an important baseline because everyone knows how great Patrick Mahomes is or, or everyone who is worth anything because if you're out there trying to talk yourself out of him being amazing at this point, you're just you're, – you're talking to air. No one cares because you're wrong. So everyone knows about his greatness. But this that, – that 24-0 comeback really is setting up his legend, his legacy. It's, it was the starting point – for what might be one of the greatest quarterback postseasons ever. And that carried over into the Tennessee game. Yep. Because once again, we saw ourselves down 10 points early in this game, and it was just... Well, I think I even said this after the game leading up to the Tennessee game. I'm like, I think it was almost better for us to be down and then come back and win instead of like... look. So if we would have played a decent game at Houston, we might have won 61-7. to Yeah. I mean, it might have been like historical blowout but I was like it might have been almost better for us because what do they have to do and and the Chiefs mindset we have to be down what 31 nothing for us to be out of it for us to be 38 nothing you know like like what can't we do at that point if you come back from 24 nothing what's your confidence look like at that point it has to be all-time high all-time and the way Mahomes is doing it he is abusing NFL players and NFL defensive coordinators. He is, right now, I saw him described on Twitter, and this was by uh, an analyst. I can't remember who'd said it, but it was a very prominent analyst. They said, Patrick Mahomes is Drew Brees in the pocket, and he's Russell Wilson outside of the pocket. And they're like, we're not comparing him to those two guys. We're saying he's the best pocket passer in the league, and he's also the best on-the-run passer in the league. And they're combined. Everyone's like, this kid's Brett Favre without the interceptions. And Brett Favre is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Oh, yeah. It's just, he is doing things. It, when he goes nuclear, it's all. It's like my jaw drops when I see this oh, yeah. This kid just come out here and do what he does. And it's like, when he gets going, like you said, it's like, you can't stop him. You just can't. The, and we saw that in Houston. And when we score, you know, those three straight touchdowns, all of a sudden I'm like, I don't even have to stand up anymore because I know what's going to happen. Yeah, we, I didn't expect seven straight, but I'm like, we got this in the bag. We're still down three, and I know we're going to win this game. And that's when uh, we were down 10 to the Titans. It was a different feeling because when we were down 24 none to the Texans, we already just said that every Chiefs fan was like, here we go again. But now that we've seen that comeback, when we were down 10, in my head I was like, 10 points? We're, we're down 10? Deal. Yeah. And yeah. that wouldn't have been the same with the, the old Chiefs in the playoffs. If a team got a two-score lead on us, it was very hard for us to, to climb out of that. And now it's just like there's no lead that seems safe. And when we were down 10 and we get the ball at halftime, there wasn't a doubt in my mind we were going to win that game. And then we just did what we did again, and we just started scoring points and poured it on. And Mahomes just that run that he had at half, mm. it, was just, it was over. 21-17, yeah. everyone knew it was over. And we yeah. didn't want to say it because we didn't want to jinx it. Yeah. But there was just no stopping the train that got rolling. Like, it got out of the station. The beast had been woken up. He'd been punched in the mouth. He didn't like it. And he, and he punched yeah. back. So we'll start. I guess we'll get right into Tennessee game then. The whole storyline, Derrick Henry. How do you stop Derrick Henry? Yes. And I think it's frustrating for Chiefs fans at this point is because the media still is under this impression that the Chiefs defense is not very good and that our run defense is really bad and that we're just going to get gashed. And not only that, but there was still um, analysts and talking heads and pundits 
saying that the Chiefs didn't stop Derrick Henry. They just got a lead, so the Titans stopped using him. And that's yeah. not true. I saw that too, Kyle Brandt. Yeah, yeah, not to add my boy, because I like Kyle Brandt a I lot. I like him too. Uh, but he, friend of the pod. Friend of the show <laughs> <laughs> in our heads. But no, Kyle, I mean, yeah, on the Good, good Morning Football, he was talking about how the, the Titans just kind of got out of their game plan because they had to score a lot and they had to go away from Henry. But the fact of the matter is, is Henry got 19 carries. And in your head, you're just like, oh, well, he was getting 30 a game. So, yeah, they did have to go away from him. But in normal people football land, 20 carries is a good amount of carries. You don't yeah. you don't want a running back getting 30-plus consistently. Like, 20 is a good baseline to, to judge a game. And when it was at 19, but he had a couple receptions. If you add in his negative receiving yards, Derrick Henry averaged 2.9 yards per touch. That yeah. is the, the definition of inefficient. Like, yeah. he was getting stonewalled on plays. And it was everyone. The narrative was, "Oh, he's stronger as the game goes on," and the Chiefs' defense cut him down time after time after time, and he was wore out. There was a point in the fourth where he was picking himself off the ground, going, "This sucks! Like yeah. these guys are hitting." No, me. and I and I saw that, but I was kind of validated. I was watching Undisputed, and Shannon Sharp. I think it was Undisputed, and Shannon Sharp was talking about it. Like there was a point where we chopped his legs, and he slowly gets up, like. This is kind of getting tiring. Like, I'm not used to this. And it all really started when Sorensen on the sideline took his legs out and he went yeah, flying. That was a big hit. It was like an 11-yard run. It was a great run. But Sorensen just comes in on the sideline and you just form tag. His form and tackling, by the way, is really good. Yeah, just if tr- he hits. Chops him down at, like, the thigh, knee area. And then from then on out, it was just, like, less yards and less yards and then at one point he was getting two or three carries in a row and he was getting two yards I will say there was some questionable calls for the Titans like third and one situations especially on that first drive we had him down to what like third and two or three or something and and Tannehill had to throw it away I was like why are you not running Derrick Henry right here like you had us on the ropes a little bit a little bit kick the field goal you know, we still would have probably come back and win, even if they go up fourteen nothing. Yes, you know that's kind of how confident we were in the team. But still, like that's a little different. Another narrative here is that um, early in that game, when he when they were doing that little the they were still running well, yeah, and they were doing that sort of thing. There was some times where Derrick Henry was getting first downs, but if it wasn't for penalties, he wouldn't have got them. So like, when, yeah, that, what, what was up with that? It was third and five. It was, it was third and five, and we jump off sides, right? And so uh, it, it, it's a first down. Then we jump off sides again, and it's a first and five, and we still get them to like third down, <laughs> like yeah, like it, it gets to like third and two after they hand off to Henry. But those next two runs, if that would have been say a first and ten like normal, it would have been third and eight, third and seven. Yeah, like he wasn't effective early at some points even. So it wasn't like as the game wore on, there were times where we were stopping him one or two yards yeah. down the field. Well, and then the Titans came out. I got to be out. The Titans came out with the perfect game plan. Really, you get the third and two every time, and then we're so scared of the run they could do those little like Humphreys kept getting that same yes. like little out, little curl, whatever to pick up three yards. And one of the guys I was watching the game with was like, well, if we didn't jump off sides, they can't really do that on third and eight. Exactly. But you can do it on a third and three. They, they and then it. as soon as he said that, Jim Nance was like, you can't really do that on third and eight. I was like, eh. Well, they did it on the fourth and two even. You know, yeah, when they went for yeah. the fourth, they got the little Humphreys for three yards. And, and that was, I mean, that's a great point. But it also just goes to show that early on it looked like Derrick Henry was dominating, but he really wasn't because, yeah. of, the, because of the game script flow of us jumping off sides. The 
the fact that these guys were hitting him all game really added up to a very good defensive performance. Yeah, and I can't remember. I was reading somebody. I, I, I have no clue who it was, but they said, you know, who do you trust more? Patrick Mahomes, who can score in five plays, three minutes, or the Derrick Henry model that is 15 plays, yeah. nine, you know, like, that's hard to do. That's hard to get 15 plays, you know, at, at four yards of carry, which is awesome. You know how far you got to go at four yards of carry to get all the way across the field? You know, like, that's crazy. Derrick Henry might, might, one play of 60 yards and a touchdown. Mahomes can do that four or five times in a game. Yeah. Like, that's just how quick he strikes. Uh, so, And th- that was shown here, that 30-yard run, boom, touchdown. That huge pass to Sammy Watkins over the top, boom, touchdown. It's just like he can do it from wherever, whenever, whenever he wants. Not whenever he wants, but seemingly whenever he wants. Yeah. It's, it's just it's such a fast strike offense. It, it just blows my mind. And we can kind of transition from talking about Henry to talking about the offense because I want to give huge, huge credit to those big boys up front who have just been doing a great job here in the playoffs, keeping our boy clean and, and letting him kind of do these things. And it's not just that they're stonewalling guys and there's no pressure. It's that when there is pressure, they are moving the guys the right way because they know how Mahomes plays. Yeah. So, like, if if Schwartz gets beat on the right side, instead of, like, trying to reset and hold him and, or uh, yeah, whatever, he yeah. just washes him down. And there's pressure on Mahomes, but Patrick is so good for the field, he just slowly escapes right, and then yeah. he either runs or he throws a great bomb. And, and that's just – those guys are working in great unison well, so far been, together. It's been so awesome because we've had the same group. You Finally. know, like, yeah, for five games now? Yes. Well, um, it's a little weird because left guard is always the fluctuation because Wiley had been starting there. And in these last three or four, Steven Wisniewski. Yeah, Wisniewski. And right. he's just played lights out. He's a very good But still, like, football three or four, you know, that that's like, yeah, it's, it's nice. Everyone else has been together, though, yeah. and, that, and that's great. And and that really showed in the running game, too, because there was a point in the third quarter on that touchdown drive, the one to make it 28-17. We were running the heck out of the football. That was that was like almost like a turning point for me for the Andy Reid, you know, play calling bugaboo. Like he can't like he's got a lead. He doesn't know what to do. You know, he's just like, we're just going to run the ball. And, it and was, we ran the ball. It was so it was so smart, too, because we had they were at that point they were running a. Uh, a different look in the second half than they were the first. I was watching that live, and there was one point where they were like dropping to what looked like almost a cover three at sometimes, and then they were spread. Like if you watched, they would bracket either Tyreek or Kelsey, and or then, both. Uh, yeah, well, they would bracket one and then give help to the other. So it was oh, like yeah. they would walk two guys over intentionally on Kelsey, and then they put one guy on Tyreek and a guy over top of him. Yeah. So what Andy Reid did at one point was he put Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on one side, and then he ran the other way, and he did that a few times. And it was like they put four defenders that way, and then they just ran it the opposite way to, to the weak side where there wasn't any guys because yeah. they were giving so much attention to the passing game, and it just it worked so well in that third-quarter drive where we only completed like one pass and scored a touchdown. Yeah. There was a point where, and we can kind of transition this into the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes, but there was a point where I felt so bad for the defense of like the secondary of the Titans because – Besides a couple plays, they didn't play too bad. No, no, they really didn't. And there was, there was, you know, a couple points where Mahomes would be standing in the pocket, standing in the pocket, stand, no one's open, no one's open, no one's open, and then he'd run for 12. How bad must that feel if you're a secondary? Like, yes, I, you know, I, I, I covered all these fast guys, 
and then you turn around, it's a first down. You're like, you didn't even have to throw it. And that's the problem with a healthy Chiefs team. Um, earlier in the year, when remember the Colts game where we didn't have Sammy or Tyreek, and we didn't have Eric Fisher, and then the Colts ran a ton of man, and they got pressure, and we couldn't score? Everyone's like, oh, that's the blueprint. It's what the Patriots did in the first half of the AFC Championship game. That's the blueprint. you got to run man and get pressure. The problem is with a healthy team, that doesn't hold up all game because if you run man coverage, you're going to get burnt at least once or twice. Like yep. It's, it's going to happen. If you run zone, he's going to dissect you. The only thing you can do is hope you get pressure. But when these hoggies up front are playing like this, that's tough to do. Well, and Mahomes was maybe – that was maybe his least mo- mobile game. Yeah. of the year against the Colts, like oh. he could not move because he re-injured the ankle for like the yeah. third time in yeah. a row. Like, and he just like barring like right in the beginning, you know, we have that awesome play where he goes backwards twenty yards and forwards Pringle, twenty yards. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, this is you know, this is the Chiefs right here. And then he re-injures that ankle. He's in the pocket. You know, he can't really move. That that is such another element to the the puzzle. Yes. you know, like when he can move like this, it's almost impossible to stop him. Oh, they, yeah. they were talking, Mina Kimes was talking on the podcast today about when healthy, does Mahomes have a weakness? And the fact you have to sit and think about it should blow your mind. Because he's like, in all metrics, he's first against the blitz. He's first against zone. He's first against man. He's, yeah, because that was the whole thing. Like, if you play, like you were saying, if you play man against him, his QBR drops, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you can't play man against Tyreek Hill, yeah. Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, like, you just can't. And his QBR drops from, like, 130 to, like, 120. <laughs> like, it's still one of the best in the league. It's just a little less. It's it's not even pick your poison at this point. It's just the this analogy has been made in a lot of different shows and, and people talking about it. But they say that the, the Chiefs are a lot like the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And if you remember that Warriors team, if you're a basketball person, if not, this analogy is probably not going to hit home. But there was a point where the Warriors, the the narrative regarding around them was you just have to survive the onslaught and then you might be able to beat them because they were going to pile points on you. They were going to get a lead. You would just have to survive that initial onslaught to give yourself a chance. And the Chiefs are doing that in the second quarter now. They are just driving nails and coffins in the second quarter. Yeah. And if you can't survive the onslaught, then you're you're done. Yeah. If you do survive the onslaught, you're still not safe because it could still continue. Yeah. So it's just it's insane watching these guys operate. No, yeah, like it, it's very similar. I see. Like when Golden State got hot, you know, in those whatever these last I guess three or four years or whatever, yeah. they could put up twenty points, you know, and and not even blink an eye. You know, it's like oh, it's close. And then, boom, they're up by 20. And then it's halftime, and yeah. you're down 28, and you're like, what just happened? We, yeah. were, we were close with Steph six Curry minutes Steph Curry just left. hit five threes in a row yeah. from nowhere, and you're just like, well. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and, man, and, okay, so another thing we need to talk about offensively is playoff Sammy Watkins. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. And this is his second straight AFC championship game with over 100 yards and a touchdown. Which is crazy. It's, it's just cra- Like, that adds so much more now. You know, it's like. Sammy hasn't really contributed. You know, he's he's always there, but he hasn't really contributed. Well, now if Sammy's contributing, how do you stop this offense? I don't even know. I read this stat today, and uh, EPA is uh, earned points on average. It's a stat people are using to judge, like, quarterback play and offensive play. It's when this player's on the field, this is how many points they're worth. It's kind of like plus-minus in the NBA a little yeah. bit. 
And the number two player on the Chiefs offense isn't Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. It's Sammy Watkins. When Sammy Watkins is just not even making plays, when he's on the field, their EPA of the of the of Mahomes rises because he just adds a different element and he is starting to come into his own in this offense a little bit because everyone's talking about that long, like sixty yard touchdown to really kind of seal the thing. The most impressive catch he the had in the day one. was the turnaround. That one was crazy. The turnaround and the toe drag. And it was just Yeah, oh, both of them were awesome. Mahomes is starting to go to him in big moments because they actively were like, all right, Travis is covered. Well, who's got covered. better hands? It's Sammy. And he, he He's just, got the best hands on the team. It's it's insane. It, he's starting to earn that trust because Tyreek and Kelsey are going to probably get blanketed for the rest of their careers. Yeah. And in big moments, usually you're looking for one of those. But now it's just like, okay – you're doing that. I trust this guy. I'm going to yeah. throw this ball before he's even close to turning around. He was The ball was halfway there, almost over halfway there, and he's not even out of his break yet. Snaps his head there, boom, catch. Third down, one of the biggest third downs of the game. Patrick goes downfield, nothing. Sammy, sideline, toe drag. So he's yeah. starting to get those opportunities, and that's going to be super dangerous to cover if he well, and continues then, to play like that. And then the best QBR when targeting a receiver in the entire league. It's McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman. 151. 151. Yeah. That's, this is ridiculous. This is really absolutely. Oh, and this is another thing. I tweeted this out a day before uh, the the game. I tweeted out, uh, Damian Williams is going to have more all-purpose yards than Derrick Henry. And editor of the KC Kingdom podcast, shout out, tweeted me back. She said, stop. You're being ridiculous. And then, like, I brought the receipt after the game because guess who finished with more all-purpose yards than Derrick Henry? Look at you. Damian you're like, Williams. You're like Jeff Stradamus. Jeff Stradamus out here because it – Which, it, he got another one. He did. He is so good. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Jeff Allen has been making predictions all playoffs, and he hasn't missed one yet. The only one he missed was, like, he predicted a team to win by, like, 10, and they won by 14. He's like, well, can't get them all right, you know? Yeah. He's so good at, at – at, He's, he called the Chiefs Niner Super Bowl, too, and that was like, you know, a week before the conference championship. And then before yeah. that, he called the Tennessee, the both upsets. That's the one he was talking about. Can't get them all right. Because he said Tennessee was going to win a close one, and they won by two touchdowns. He's like, well, I know, can't oh, be 100% yeah. accurate. So give him a follow on Twitter. But, but man, Damian Williams, he is, playoff Damian's a real thing, too. Talking yeah. about Sammy, look at him the past couple years. I just, yeah, this offense, like you can't help but smile when you talk about the offense because they're just so, every facet of them is unstoppable. Me and you are smiling like idiots right now. I know, I look hate Look at it. us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Well, I would have thought about the we, offense we both, anyway. We both would have thought. But you know what we wouldn't have thought of just a year ago? Look at this transition, the defense, because yeah. they are coming to play every week. Championship swagger. And the headlines leading up to this game was not Patrick Mahomes in the 24-point comeback. Days before the game, the only thing people could talk about was Frank Clark and the comments he was making. And everyone online was just like, oh, he's going to get, you know, Derek's going to go for 200 now. Or someone yeah. called Frank Clark. And, like, it got, picked up. it got picked up a lot by, like, Bleacher Report, ESPN, you know, all of them like, whoa there, Frank, maybe you shouldn't have said stuff like that, you know. And then, and then boom. Po- post game, he comes out with one of the best post game interviews yeah, since that Richard awesome. Sherman, and that man, James uh, Palmer, took it like a champ. Oh, he did too. Well, Palmer's the one that put out the original quotes from yeah. Clark, and so yeah. he wanted to get the interview, and Clark just. Went I love he's like in. people online were scrutinizing. He's like, who, who? They must not know <laughs> about me. They'll who? know when I get the championship on my finger. This ring on my finger. 
Oh man, I loved it, man. Oof, that yeah. that dog in him is just—it's something that this team, like leading up to this game, people saw the quotes like, "Come on, Frank, why'd you have to give him bullets and bull material? Why'd you have to do this?" But at the same time, last year we were really mad. We have a soft defense. We don't have a soft defense anymore. These guys are ready. They're they're physical. They're dogs. And, oh yeah. And they're they're Frank is you know forefront of that. The honey badger. Dirty Dan has been putting his shoulder down. Mike Pinnell is absolutely yeah, the unsung heroes of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Dirty Dan and Mike Pinnell. Who would have thought? Who Who would have thought that those two would be the the fan favorites so far? This defense because and Mike Pinnell is a big, strong, scary man. Oh yeah. He was doing things that you won't see in a stat sheet, but that was just they were making the Titans like look weak. Well, like, he even, was throwing grown even Passanio was having some plays. Like two sacks and a pass breakup. Passigno is a daunting human being. He is a monster. He is so physically. Big. Oh, physically, he, yeah. he makes NFL players look small, and that's crazy that yeah. he can do that. What is he six eight, two fifty? I don't think he's quite six eight. I think he's like six. He's six, tall. Six 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 seven. I want to say. I don't. I don't think he's pushing six eight yet. He might be. Him seven I think foot. He is seven he's one. A monster. He's Yao Ming out there. But he Sheesh. is. He was covering slot receivers. That was. That might have been a little pi, but actually, I well, I thought the same thing. I watched it again. He never touched the guy. He never turned around, but he like never actually touched the receiver. Well, he's so big, he probably doesn't need to. Yeah, he just the, his muscles just get in the way. The receiver just ran faster the other way because he was he, he thought just, he was about to yeah. get eaten by this big man. But this defense, man, I'm just really excited to to see this team come together like this. Uh, the linebackers were playing downhill. Frank Clark was setting edges. Chris Jones only played basically on third down in big and big situations. Was just wrecking. And if he would have played the whole game, I'm not convinced the Titans score 17. I'm really not. Yeah. Or not 17, 24. Well, he, that, that was one of the most surprising things for me is the downs he'd come in, he would be in the – like it was almost uncanny. If he'd be in the game, he would make a difference in the game every single play. Every and time. I was like, how? Like I know this guy's good. But is he this like? Is he really this good? Like he is making a difference on every play he's in the game, and that's going to be something we're going to need to look at in the off season. He needs to be back in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I will be up. Like when D Ford left, I was like injury prone. He did just like yeah, he's a good pass rusher, but he's not you know every level of the game he's not great in. Chris Jones is a good leader. He's a good pass rusher. He's good against the run, and he messes plays up. More than anyone not named Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox at this point. He's probably surpassed Cox maybe yeah. now, but I mean he's on th- th- those are the three gold standards at, at defensive tackle at this point. So, I really want to see him back in Kansas City because he just comes yeah. into a game and makes an impact. It's going to be hard. One of these days we're going to have to make a decision on somebody that we love. Well, it was like the Dontari Poe thing when he yeah. left. We all loved Dontari. But Chris Jones is a different level. Oh yeah, and he makes this defense go. Like I would, I would, I'd go as far as to subtract some uh, or sacrifice some depth to keep him around. Like yeah. he needs to be here. Yeah, um, and the Honey Badger just laying the wood on everybody. Oh my, he was a man possessed. He was the highest graded player in the defensive player of the championship weekend. Yeah, of all the teams, he was the highest graded player on defense. Well, that hit he had on Johnny Smith. Yeah. Oh man! I even saw it coming too. I, I like got myself gassed up because I could see him kind of spying it. Got it. Receivers got his back turned, and he just shoulders him right in the 
Oof. And he said that was the same thing that they uh this, the Patriots ran a similar play than yeah, Harry that they play. almost scored on. And he was yeah. like, I'm not letting it happen again. Yeah. There was another play, it was like on third down when they were getting the field goal. It was the one that looked like he might almost intercept. Oh yeah. Uh, I was watching a, a video breakdown of that. I and, saw the same thing. And they were like Tyron Baldy. It was either Baldy or Kaiser. Yeah. Uh he was breaking it down and they're like, Tyron's so smart. Because he knows the pick is coming, yep. So he backs off enough to give Ward, so we don't. So Traverius doesn't get picked on the yep. inside, and so Tannehill panics and he throws it to the end zone because that's the second, yep. you know. Yep. And then Matthew just drops back and he he didn't get close to making a play, but live like being there, it looked like he might make a yeah. play, you know. Well, and that forces a field goal. Yeah, and it was just huge on a on a pick play that in that position, so many. I mean, even. Earlier this year, Chiefs, we fall for I like we fell for that against Houston yes, the first time. When they were running that stack yeah, and that, you that know, pick were, play, you know, so is, is hard to defend. His instinct and his flow and just the way he recognizes routes, I mean, there's a reason he says he's too smart, because he really is one of the smartest defensive players out there, just doing his thing on a on a daily basis and it's it's amazing to watch. It's awesome. So I love this team. I love this team. I was at the game, so uh it was the the atmosphere there was crazy. Uh, we stayed for the AFC Championship celebration, and I got to, I brought some confetti home to my family. It was like sentimental nice. stuff. It was cool, but there was a moment. I don't know if it's been shown a lot. I think it made the rounds on social media, but it didn't make like national rounds like the interview did. Frank Clark came out with the Kansas City Chiefs flag and planted it on the fifty yard line. And I don't know if I've ever been more hyped in my life than when I saw that. Like, there's a couple times maybe when Mahomes did something crazy. But I'm looking around the field. We're waiting for the trophy celebration. All the players are in, the like, the mosh pit dancing to the rap at this point. And uh, they're getting the stage set up. They're bringing the trophy out. And then you just look. Off to his lonesome is just this human with a, a Chiefs flag. And we're like, that's Frank Clark. And he just walks to the 50-yard line, and he just plants it. And Arrowhead goes nuts for, like, 10 seconds of Frank Clark just standing there. It was one of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium, and it was just so awesome to be there. Dang. Dude, it was great. Making me jealous. And then the and then Travis Kelsey's did you got to fight yeah. for your right. We I, I just read today, it was like Jim Nance was very nervous giving Travis Kelsey the <laughs> mic because he was like, I know he's going to say something not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jim Nance. But he, he kept it PG. And then – the Andy Reid doing the how about those Chiefs. There was oh, yeah. another moment. It was in the the fourth quarter where, you know, Arrowhead, if you've ever been, they do like the fan song of the day. It's like you text vote what song you want them to play in the fourth. Yeah. This uh, There was like three really good songs on there. And then the one that won was like Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. We're like, this song's not hype at all. Why'd this one win? And then they started playing it. And then the crowd started singing it, and we started getting a little louder. And then there was just this moment where we're just screaming, take me home tonight. And it was just like everyone nice. was like grabbed each other's shoulders. It was loud. It was great. We, we Great atmosphere. Love it. I should have gone. Go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, go to the Super just Bowl. Go to, just, just drop it. Drop just go to the Super Bowl. Just drop everything you're doing and go to the Super Bowl. Is there anything else you want to cover from this game? There's, I mean, there's so much to unpack because everyone really played well. I mean, I don't think there was a bad performance by anybody. I don't really think there was either. I, the The fake punt was kind of weird because <laughs> everybody, everybody knew it was going to be a fake punt. But us, I guess. Well, I think what they did, and this is just me not being intelligent at all, but just is just what just what I saw. They, I think they almost used Houston's fake punt. No, they that really we did. stopped. No, you're right. They did do because that. because Dan Sorensen's like, ooh. 
I've seen this before. Well, runs, you have seen this before, but it was a fake of what you've seen before, and they got you for yeah. That actually, that's a great analysis because there was a flow like to the yeah, right, yeah, to the right, and, and then you everyone see Dan right, break and then right, the just like opens oh, I've up. seen this. Yeah. Hey, you know a, a good thing though is Mike Vrabel gets to keep his his uh, manhood. His manhood intact. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the guy because that was going to be a little rough if they won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so that's a that's a positive take from this. Another thing, just I do want to give the Titans some credit. Because they went on the road and beat New England. They went on the road and beat Baltimore. And then they came on the road and, you know, they, they gave us a fight. And they, they were up two possessions at one point. Yeah. So, this, the well, franchise and they, they gave us a nice home game. Yeah, they did. They, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I cannot believe we hosted the AFC Championship Me game neither. again. Like, Me neither. And we're going to talk a little more about that later when we talk just like the year review and what all had to happen to get to this point. But that's just insane that... They were able to to knock off, you know, a, three a team. I mean, the Ravens. I, I you know the way they were talking about them, and the best team in the last twenty five years according to DVOA and and we uh, can't and, stress they were blowing teams out. They were embarrassing good. teams. I mean, teams. they beat the Forty ers Yeah, who they, were in the Super Bowl. They were embarrassing good teams too. They were the new the New England game wasn't competitive. Yeah, you know they put fifty one up this year. They're twice or something like that yeah. like close I mean to 50 their backups twice. beat an almost playoff, playoff Steelers yes it was just their backups did and they beat them but it wasn't close that game yeah. wasn't close so yeah. I mean they were a good team and Tennessee just went in there and, and they handed them Perfect the business game plan. great game plan great execution and then I will say that the Ravens panicked a little bit oh they big they big panic they may have been down but they shouldn't have Lamar Jackson threw 60 times that's not the recipe He's the MVP, and he can throw the football. He's a good player, but you do not want any quarterback throwing sixty times. Well, and that's I, his knock. Yeah, is that he he's not a great thrower. I don't even football. want Mahomes throwing sixty times because then I know we're losing the whole way. You know, like yeah. That, but can you imagine if he could, that we'd score sixty points, but we'd probably give up seventy. We'd score had, eighty points. Yeah, if he had to throw that many times, that'd be crazy. But you know, kudos to the Titans. Uh, the the Ravens will be back. I'm sure. That game was just great. There's, you know, there's, and there's so much more we're probably missing too because that was just, this was our first AFC Championship win in forever. So I want yeah. to talk about every single person, you know, but you just can't I did, do it. I did hear from somebody, it was like the day game felt a little different and it was like, that was kind of nice, you know, like we've seen that night loss. Yeah. On the big games. It seems like it's always at night and we've seen that, you know, and it was like, oh, there's sunshine. We can maybe win this game. Like our, <laughs> yeah. our dumb brains are like, oh, I'll, uh, this is different. Maybe we can win. I'll go ahead. I I was blessed enough to be able to go to the last two AFC Championship games. I will say the feeling of euphoria when Ward picked that ball off before I knew D Ford was off sides. I think that moment felt bigger than us actually winning because yeah. it was against the Patriots against Tom Brady. Yep. It was a night game, epic yep. comeback. Like yep. that high was probably a little higher than this no, one. No, I agree. I mean, but I sat for most of the like I was at home, obviously. I wasn't yeah. at the game, but I sat for most of the last part of the game cuz we wrapped it up. Uh, I mean that the 3rd and 6, which was just as cold-blooded as could be. 3rd and 6, 50 up yards by 11. 50 yards in the air off his back foot and that throw yeah. is not even being talked about as a top 5 throw of the day. This yeah. kid is nuts. Well, that one to Tyree kill to the first touchdown. That laser was disgusting. Disgusting. It was on a, on a rope. 
A it, frozen rope. A frozen, like, ice-cold Arctic rope. That rope had been in Antarctica for 50 years left by some climber, and it was just a straight What's funny bullet. is if you watch that, if you watch, they have, like, an angle from the back where you can see Mahomes, and when he throws it, he's, like, kind of running toward the sideline. He's he like, oh, yeah. That, that was on a rope. That And he knew, and that's kind of why this game felt different, is because I convinced myself we could beat New England last year, and we really could have. It was an overtime game. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but we all kind of knew the Chiefs were winning this game. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I kept telling my mom, and she's like, no, don't say that. You're going to jinx us. I'm like, Mom. Yeah. It's the Titans. Everyone, we, this team just came back from 24 points. We can beat the Titans. The city all. of Kansas City wanted to – they all knew it was going to happen. They just didn't want to jinx it and say it out loud. So We've been hurt before. I get it. Yeah, but we we kind of knew this was going to go this way. But it was a great game, great feeling. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to talk about uh, – we're going to get hard into the 49ers matchup and what we think about the Super Bowl. But we're going to have just a little uh, review trailer for you about the Titans game, and then we're going to kind of look at the year in review as a, as a Chiefs fan and how this kind of came about and how we got to where we are today. Welcome to the show you know and love. It's Family Jewels with me, your host, Mike Grable, and my co-host today and guest, Ryan Tannehill. It's the show where you can win it all or lose your manhood. Hey, Coach, I'm happy to be here. And I'm happy you're not Marcus Mariota. Aww. So, Tannehill, behind these three doors, one is Frank Clark and Chris Jones. The other is a trip to free agency. And the third is a trip to beautiful, sunny Florida. What is your choice? I think I'm going to go with door number two. All right, you chose door number two. Let's see what you missed out on. Door number one was Frank Clark and Chris f***ing Jones. Dodged a bullet on that one, Tannehill. All right, the other was free agency. You missed out on that. Thank God I get to stay with the Titans. All right, so that means you got a trip to Florida. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Not so fast there, champ. You're going to Orlando, Florida to replace Patrick Mahomes in the 2020 Pro Bowl. Oh, but it's not all tears here on this show. You also get a brand new running back. I already have Derek Finney, one of the best in the league. Oh, he's going to free agency. Oh. All right, so we're not going to, like, go too heavy into this, but it just it's it needs to be rehashed, just kind of what we went through this season to get to this point, and it's a good time to look back. Um, if I would have told you at the beginning of the year that Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, Eric Fisher – Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins would all miss multiple games. What would your first reaction be? Good luck next See year. See you next yeah, year, guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and that's all happened. Week one, we lose Tyreek for multiple weeks. He finally starts to come back. Then we lose Mahomes for multiple games. Sammy's injury was in there. Eric Fisher. We lost our leading sack player twice in Emmanuel Ogba and um, uh, Alex Okafer. They were yep. leading our team in sacks when they both got hurt. And so that is – I don't know every team has injuries, but our injuries were star players week in and week out. Our quarterback missed multiple games. And and at the end of the year, we found ourselves in a position to be where we are, and we were going to be the three seed, and we were going to be happy and healthy. And then Miami goes as a 17-point underdog into New England and, and beats them. And then we get the two seed, and then the number one seed loses to the six seed. There was just so much that had to happen this year 
that to, for us to get to this point, it almost feels like a season of destiny. And I know that's well, kind of weird. Well, we beat weird, the team of destiny and the Titans. Yeah. So we took their destiny. Well, I, I, I think they were misconstrued as a team of destiny. I think they were think there so just to give us our destiny, and that's to go to they the Super Bowl. They were part of our destiny. Yeah, they were, they were the team that needed They were a pawn. In our destiny game, in our in our game of de- in our yeah, in the game of Mahomes, they were in a little expendable party we sent out for for some for bait or whatever. The little bait and switch Rob Stark did. He sent three thousand troops one way and then took the castle. Oh, yeah. that's what we did with the Titans. <laughs> it's just looking back, this season has been it's been weird because this team has played weird all year with turnovers and poor special teams play, injuries. There was a time where we were six and four and the team was just like. Chiefs Twitter was falling apart after that first loss to the Titans, and there were we're gonna do a little segment next week where we talk about receipts, and we're gonna we're gonna go look at a bunch of tweets over the year. And if you go look at the the week of the Tennessee game, everyone was like, "Well, we're not a Super Bowl contender anymore. We're six and four. It's time to give up on the Super Bowl dream, guys." Yeah. And now we're well, there. how many to- how many times this year did we have a well? We're not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, when Patrick Mahomes goes down with a knee injury, we're like, "Well, not going to the Super Bowl," you know. And then we find out, oh. Actually, not that bad. Not that you bad. know, he could only miss four games. Two games later, he's back on the field. You know, like, oh, not that bad. And there was some adversity at the beginning of the year when Tyreek Hill that he was going through all that offseason yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. Like, and oh yeah. That was at the, and, that yeah. was the start of the year. Yep. And then Frank Clark comes out. He was hurt for a time that we didn't well, know and, about. And we had this new defense. I don't know if anyone remembers the beginning of the year, but I do because we had this new defense and we looked exactly the same. Yes, bad, 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 bad. And we're just kind of like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. We traded away a first round pick to get Frank Clark and that didn't look very good early on, even though we were both kind of like wait and see guys. It's early. A lot of people were like, well, yeah, I mean, we made our pre preseason predictions off air or whatever. And I think one of mine was this defense is I, I we both agreed with that this defense is going to cook up by the end of the year but it might take them because this is I mean this is a completely new unit yes like completely new and it just it stepped up when it needed to and this this team is just it feels different than most years before and I said that last year I was like oh this team feels different but it also that defense was just such a concern right now I don't think there's a better chance for Andy Reid to get a ring because of what these guys have been through, and that adversity is probably going to help them in the in the big game, you know. Well, yeah, like I said with the Texans game, what deficit can't we come out of if we're down twenty four nothing and we still win by twenty? And that's a microcosm of the season because they're looking at it like, what can't we overcome if we went through all yeah. of this? We lost our starting quarterback and still beat Minnesota, who was in, you know, made a playoff run and a beat, good beat the Saints. Run. That team yeah. beat the Saints, and we beat them without Mahomes. The other team in the NFC Championship game without Mahomes, we lost two by seven, and that game was competitive all the way through that Green Bay game. Yeah, and and so that it's little. I, I will I will point to that Vikings game. That was our turning point game. I think for me, like that was our. It felt like the biggest win of the year. It really did when we won that game because we really at that point we thought Mahomes might miss even another week. You know, yeah. like and we were kind of te- like. We were talking about what's your concern with the Raiders. It's like, well, yeah, that's weird. It's getting higher. There was a point in time where we were concerned about about the, the Raiders. The Raiders and that game we played against them was for first place. We are so far removed from that. It's it, it feels silly almost that we even yeah, thought that that we were concerned. Well, but I wasn't concerned. You weren't. Go I back, wasn't. Go back and look. I wasn't super concerned, but it was just weird that we were in that position. We didn't expect to be in a tight race with the Raiders late in the year. So especially, well, I mean, let's even go back to how we started. We're thinking, perfect season. You know, like, we're looking at the schedule. Obviously, 
in our, in the back of my our minds, we're thinking we're gonna drop a couple of these games, but we don't know which ones because we're thinking we think we could beat the Patriots, you which know, we did. which we did. So that was the one that we kind of thought we might lose, but we ended up winning. Yeah. But we're looking at the schedule like, which one of these games are we going to lose? And we started off on offense looking better than last year. At- and and then we're thinking, maybe we don't lose any of these games. Yeah. And then Mahomes deals with the ankle and then the knee. And then we start losing games. And then we lose to the Titans. And at the time, the Titans were like, oh, you lost to the Titans? And they yeah. ended up in the AFC Championship. That, that right. loss doesn't look as bad as no, it did. No, and... and- you know, looking back, we even talked about that. There was 99 ways the Chiefs won that game. Oh, and there's one way they and lose. And there was one way they lose. They were in the end game. Uh, they were, yeah, they were Dr. Yeah, Strange yeah, looking exactly. at the eye. He's like, like there's, a, there's 10 billion ways we lose. There's one we win. That was, one we win. that was the Titans. That was the Titans. It was yeah. a blocked field goal, a fumbled field goal snap, a fumble for a touchdown, an offensive touchdown getting called back by a pick play. and then A defensive breakdown uh, in the course of three plays, three plays where they just drive the entire field. And Ryan Tannehill trucking one of our guys into the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback, they got put on his, yeah, he got he got hit in the mouth by Dirty Dan pretty good. So that 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 we're going back to that game though. We are we are. We need but to, that game that that replay where his mouth is wide open and then he just gets rocked. Rocked. That was all time. And that was and it just this season unfolded in a way that we're never gonna forget it. We're gonna lose the Super Bowl. Oh, no. It deserves some credit, some love because this is just the most memorable season as a Chiefs fan, high or low. That I think I've ever felt, and, I, and I'm really grateful that we were we were able to start the podcast this year. So you know, just pat on the back yes, to sir. us. We're, we're fist bumping right yes, now. Sir. You guys can't see, I... but this was one of the most fun seasons I've had because I get to talk about the Chiefs every week. We've got to see some some highs, some lows. There was a lot of emotion, and and well, more. for the first time in this like new Mahomes era. We fought so like last year. We didn't have the really adversity. We just lost. We just lost. Yeah, we were the the hot team the whole way, and we lose. And we lose. We were that. number one seed. You know, it's like this is our year. We're Super Bowl, you know, bound. And then, you know, New England comes in. They win, and that was it. And, and we it. didn't. And we didn't even talk about Lamar. And because I know he doesn't have a lot to do with us, but we were for a year. We were so used to just hearing about Mahomes that when Lamar comes in, it was like. They, I don't want to say they forgot about him, but between Lamar and the injury, it was almost they forgot about his greatness. Well, who, was, who was saying it was the LeBron James effect? Like almost immediately. Yes, it was. Some, I don't even think there's it was a, a couple rider. people that have yeah. Who was it. like, we've already forgot about Mahomes' brilliance because now he does it every single game. Yes. And, oh, he threw for three eighty and four touchdowns. Uh, I want week. I want to bring up a point. I I made it on Twitter. It was um. Mahomes had missed those two games, right? But really, it was close to three because he only attempted ten passes in the in the Denver game. Yep. And so, what I've been doing in these playoffs is I've been taking his uh, his playoff game and I've been subplanning them for a game that he missed. Yep. And so, I took out the Denver game and made it three full games because he didn't get because like his average, I could have averaged it out and he would have had like three hundred and ten yards and two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. But instead of averaging, I just took him out. I took the 75 yards away, and so in 13 games, I took his stats, and then these last two playoff games, added them in. So in 15 games this year, Mahomes was at 4,500 pass yards, 34 touchdowns, five picks, 330 rush yards, three touchdowns, and a 69% or 66% completion percentage in 15 games. So an amazing year. So almost 5,000 all-purpose again, and 37 total touchdowns in 15 games. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. You know, not bad. I, I go as far as to say great. 
And he played a couple of those games injured. Injured, yeah. And that's not even talking about that, you know. And that's a real thing that he was – that ankle injury, you can you can throw it out the window all you want and say he played through it, but those things do limit somebody. Oh, like, yeah. Especially a guy – you're seeing now a healthy Mahomes is mobile. He can move around. Which is just so lethal. It's so lethal. So, I mean, I'm just really grateful we got to see this season. And I think it's time that um, I'm, I'm going to officially – I don't want to do it. Before the Super Bowl, but I want I want to say the curse is gone. Yeah, we're, we're not cursed anymore. Oh, yeah. It's been erased. Well, I think we hopefully the, we'll stop hearing about it because I'm tired of it. The Madden curse is gone. Uh, the playoff curse is gone. The Madden I, curse is I gone. I saw this thing online. It was like the Madden curse hit AB so hard it took a year <laughs> yeah. off. No, Mahomes just broke the, the Madden curse. Broke Mahomes' knee, and he said, "Sorry, I don't do curses. I'll be back in two weeks." Not today. Oh, by the way, your team's one of the most cursed. Playoff teams in history. Mahomes goes, oh, I'll be three and one in playoff games, and Mahomes yeah. will also be in overtime to Super Bowl. And I have the highest rating in Pro Football Focus's history of playoff playoffs. performances. So yeah, yeah. good by, luck to by your a margin. The last point I'd like to make is just that uh, live in this and just realize that there's only been one quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes that never won the Super Bowl, and his name's Dan Marino. And Dan Marino said he's the best he's ever seen. So just ju- I just saw that video. Bar- talking to Dan Marino. Barring a Dan Marino level uh like career, Mahomes is going to win us a ring eventually. If yeah. it's not this year, we're going to get one. So Chiefs fans just buckle up. It's going to be fun. Every year is going to be this is the new norm for you. This up and down amazing magical season, this is what you're going to be living with for the next 10 years of the Mahomes era. Start of a new dynasty. So just just love it. Yeah. Live it and love it. But look but Live this season in because this is the best Chiefs team I've ever seen. I haven't been watching the Chiefs for, you know, it's been 17 years now. Yeah, it's the best one we've had since the Super Bowl team. Oh, yeah. It just is. Oh, yeah. It just is. And that team had Hall of Famers at every level. But, I mean, we might at this point. We're going to see. We have some bona fide Hall of Fame candidates on this squad, and if they get a ring, it'll really solidify their legacy. So, I mean, I, th- I think that's all we got for you this week. Just live this week and the next week the best you can. Love it. Wear your Chief stuff. Be loud. Have fun. Get in some trash talk arguments on Twitter with some 49er fans. As long as you're respectful, go ahead, go live it up because this is a great time to be alive as a Chiefs fan. Uh, next week, we're going to be back with you. for. We'll have a lot of... 49er like breakdown we're going to look at their season and kind of what's giving them trouble um hint it's mobile quarterbacks so we'll see how Mahomes' new new found uh health and his legs are going to play into that we're going to go deep into the matchup deep into some storylines some history and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun next week in super bowl week but uh i think that's all me and brett got for you and uh, we'll see you guys next week